0: Anyone who has ever been to New York can tell you that it is not a two-minute walk from Central Park to Times Square. Welcome to A Book in a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Hello, my name is Megan O'Russell, and welcome to episode six of A Book and a Dream. Now, right now, I am talking to you from my hotel room. So, you know, we have a little bit of an echo and a really lovely stucco-style wall going on, but that's okay. I am shockingly used to hotel rooms. Right now, I'm in a hotel because I'm in rehearsals for a show, and then I'll be staying in a different hotel while I perform in the show. Also, I've done two North American national tours. So hotels and I are very closely acquainted. Between the two different tours, I've been in a couple hundred hotel rooms just for theater work. Then if you add on the fact that I have a ridiculously awful case of wanderlust and like to run away from home as often as possible, that's a significant number of hotel rooms. Now, I don't know If because I have epic wanderlust, I'm obsessed with travel times, or if I'm obsessed with travel times because continuity is one of my biggest pet peeves in TV, film, books, I am a huge continuity stickler. Now, when I travel overseas. I like to plan my trips myself. So a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I planned a trip for my husband and I to Thailand with a guidebook and, you know, the internet, but I didn't book with any companies. I did all the research myself on how I was going to get from point A to point B, how long it would take, how to get to the hotel, all of those details. And I've done it for Thailand and a couple other trips in Europe and some Canada, things like that. And we also, my husband and I, road trip constantly, often to other gigs, but we are always on the move. And so I like to know how long it's going to take me to get someplace. And that kind of obsession translates into my writing too, and into my reading. As a reader, nothing bothers me more than unrealistic travel times. Anyone who has ever been to New York can tell you that it is not a two-minute walk from Central Park to Times Square. They are not, in fact, next to each other. You want to go to Statue of Liberty, you cannot get a boat to the Statue of Liberty from Times Square. That's not how it works. It's not even there. And then you get into, like, the other things, like people hopping on a subway in New York and magically getting to where they're going in a small amount of time. That's not true. You can't get to anywhere in New York quickly. The the trains are awful. And even if you move outside of New York, which is sort of the easiest point of reference, it drives me crazy when people are like, oh yeah, we're going to go to the other side of Texas for lunch. Texas is massive. Texas takes forever to drive across. And as someone who has driven I-10 through Texas several times, it's not always the most pleasant experience. True story. Harry Potter books on tape saved my marriage. We would not have made it through Texas that many times without Harry Potter keeping us entertained for the whole trip. Now, as an author, keeping consistencies, especially with travel times, is super important to me. Now, in some books like The Tale of Brian Adams, How I Magically Messed Up My Life in Four Freaking Days, it's about the placement of things in New York. It's about how the subway system actually works and, you know, where Times Square is in relation to the rest of the city. In the tethering series, which is set in modern times, of course, there is magic, but people use cars and cell phones. So the travel times in that one got a little bit more complicated because there are planes, buses, automobiles. So when I was writing the book, I wanted to make sure that I got all those times right. So for me, that involved a lot of train time schedules, a lot of bus time schedules. Like, how long would it take you to get from upstate New York to Rhode Island on a bus? How long would that take? How many transfers would you have to make? And which bridge would you be coming over to get into Newport, Rhode Island? Those are things that matter to me. And... It matters a lot in driving times and cars as well. Honestly, the public transportation almost gets me a little bit more confused because there are some things that are just impossible. You can't not go through airport security if you're going to get on a plane. Now, you can like gloss over it and not have an entire chapter of going through airport security, but if you're writing a novel about modern people on planes, you have to go through airport security. You just, you have to, or... It's really just a fantasy novel because you're not getting on a plane without them checking your suitcase. And I do a lot of other research, too, to make sure that things are consistent. Um, For the tethering series, I wanted to use a mountain for a specific setting. And uh, part of my research involved climbing Mount Greylock in uh, New England to make sure that it was a fitting place. And, you know, a couple years later, a very... Famous wizarding school got its sisters set on the same mountain, but you know what? That's okay. We can all share nature. I'll do another podcast about the time that a JK Rowling put something on the mountain that I had climbed to make sure it worked. But that's okay. Fantasy has room for everybody. There's more than one kind of dragon. We can all cooperate. And it extends the obsession with travel times into fantasy worlds as well. So if you're going to have a novel a fantasy novel where people are traveling by horse, by foot, by carriage, by dragon, you need to know how far they can get in a day because there are some series, I will not name names because this is a positive place, where people walk like 80 miles in a day. That's not really a thing. Like a fit person can walk 20 to 30 miles in a day depending on the terrain you're going to be pretty tired at the end of it, but that's a a logical distance. Now, if you were to walk that and it's mostly uphill or there's no trail or you're cutting around ravines, like that's going to alter your travel time. So you have to be consistent if you take that same route back or if you're going to do it again in the next book or even in that book. You have to maintain a consistency in your terrain and not just for walking. For horses, how far you can travel on horseback. It depends on the fitness of the horse, obviously, the terrain, the weather. The same with horses and carts, horses and wagons. How far can they go? How good is the road? Because if it's a really nice road, a horse can go a lot faster. So I would encourage all of you aspiring writers out there to take some time, do some research. Figure out how fast a horse can go for how long and would you need like a really fit horse? Because a plow horse is not going to be able to go as fast as a horse that's used to running, that has that muscle conditioning. It's the same as any athlete. If you're having people trek somewhere on foot, go for a hike. I've spent a lot of time in Alaska once again. Epic Wanderlust. And there is a huge difference between walking 10 miles at Disney World, where it's flat, it's paved, there's access to ice water whenever you want it, and walking 10 miles in the back country of Alaska, where there is no trail, where the tundra is squishy, where you have massive elevation gains and some nice slippery scree under your feet. So if you're writing an epic novel where people are going to be traveling long distances by foot, Get out there, take yourself for a hike, feel the terrain under your feet, see how long it takes you to get how far and how tired that makes you. Of course, be prepared, pack your water, map, emergency whistle, whatever, safety first. But go out there and do it. And even if you're writing about something crazy and super high fantasy like dragons and how fast a dragon can go, I don't know how fast a dragon's supposed to be able to go. I've never written a dragon that people travel on. I'm sure there is some massive article about how fast a dragon can fly. You don't necessarily have to follow it. Mythical creatures, you do you. But do your research. Check your travel times. You might think that readers aren't going to notice that, but it's those details that are really going to make them believe in your world. And once you decide how long it's going to take someone to get somewhere, make sure you keep track of it. Mark it out on a map. For the Enel Vibrea series, I have maps for travel distances, travel times, how rocky the terrain is. Those are details that you may think your readers aren't going to notice, but it's going to bring them further into your world. So go for all those details. And for the readers out there, next time you read a book, Check the travel times. Check the uh, epic walking distances. How long are they saying that it's going to take them to walk from Central Park to Times Square? Now, do you have any books that you know are super consistent? Do you care about consistency? Are you like, I don't really care. Just get to the magic bit or the romance or whatever. Let me know. Drop it in the comments below. Comment on the Instagram or Twitter. Send me a Facebook message. Whatever you like. Also, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on whatever your platform of favor is. And let me know if there are any books where you've noticed inconsistencies. Are there any times when it's taken them three days to walk somewhere and two hours to walk back? Have you ever caught on to any of those inconsistencies? Let me know. Drop me a line and I will talk to you next time.